This episode of Ave Spotlight is brought to you by scapulars.com. Their scapulars are strong, soft, and innovative. They're made of Australian merino wool, so it feels like a warm hug from your mom rather than a tough penance. They're also made from American cord, which makes the scapular the sturdiest in the world. And they have an innovative patent pending design that includes a pocket for your sacred metals. So make sure to check them out at scapulars.com. Friends, welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today we are joined by my old college friend, Sister Dolores Carmel Benitez. We are going to talk all about her discernment and her journey to becoming a sister. We have tons of questions for her. We are excited to ask, and we're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like really excited because it's so many good nostalgic memories from Ave. Like Ave has so many good memories from like going to go see those alligators to (laughs) getting bit by mosquitoes. (laughs) to some good old times taking my longboard around (laughs) you are you were so cool in school I cannot even believe and I'm so happy that's so good that you lumped in your longboarding with getting almost like being killed every day by those mosquitoes I'm so glad you lumped (laughs) into the same category that was the mosquitoes were horrific at Ave Maria Next to the grasshoppers, I think they were the (laughs) scariest things I have ever seen. So we used to know each other from school and that was seems like years ago, although I don't want to age us. It feels like it was like 10 hundred years ago that we were in college. (laughs) And so I'm recently I saw that you were on Instagram. I got a friend request and I was like, what? And then I saw you on TikTok. And I was like, I 100% know this sister. I know this woman. And then through some like more sleuthing, I was like, no way. That is the same girl that used to longboard all around Ave Maria and like just amp everybody up for everything. So this is just such a cool thing that now you are Sister Dolores Carmel Benitez. What an awesome journey that is. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm currently living in Staten Island, New York, and that has just been a big, you know, a big sort of experience because I'm a California girl. So God has been moving me around. I feel like he always uh, pulls me from one place to another. And uh, I mean, Florida itself was like almost another coast. So when I like look back, Never say never, because there was times where I would say, oh, I'm never going to live in New York. Like, <laughs> that's never going to be the place where I will live. And God, God was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our mother house is in actual Germantown, New York. So I'm, I'm there that. to stay. So New York will always be a part of my heart that has that. grown. I'm sure some of our New York friends from Ave Maria, though, are so happy that you will be in New York. So that's awesome. Most of our homes, because we have nursing homes around, it's most around East Coast. We have a a few of them on the inside of the state. So, um, I mean, of the country itself. So it'd be, you know, it's such a cool thing to know that they can move me around anywhere. And to me, that's sort of like freedom because I'm a natural, like, 
lover of just journeys of, of mm. discovering places, getting to know different types of people. The beauty I think is wherever you will go, there's always a sanctuary. Mm. So that to me has always been um, comforting because even before I entered the convent, I sort of had this sort of like travel bug, but I found that no matter where I went, if I felt lost, if I felt like I couldn't find my rhythm, because I feel like you're always trying to find, you know, whatever feels right. I would just visit a church, sit down and um, feel at home. And I'd always have like a cup of coffee because I I don't know if you were, I don't know if you know, but like, I love coffee when I tell you that I've been drinking it since I was really little. I have so many good memories with my dad. We'd uh, just share and bond over that in cookies or bread. So as long as I have my little cup of coffee and a little sanctuary, I am, uh, I'm set. (laughs) You are good. They can send you anywhere. (laughs) That is amazing. You are far less demanding than I am. I'd be like, as long as I have my fresh pressed juice and my laptop and my Disney plus subscription, you can send me anywhere. So tell us a little bit more about the SALT program that you were in and how that kind of inspired you. I mean, you know, your journey of discernment, I mean, it's just so powerful. I think each individual story is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think God drawing you closer to himself. And like you were saying before we started recording, you know, there are ways that God speaks to you and communicates to you that are specific to you. (laughs) And, you know, to all of us that are specific to all of us. And I would just love to hear more about the SALT program and how God spoke to you. So from working at the donut shop to traveling, that is amazing. I've always wanted to go to Australia, but I'm scared of their bugs to now, you know, to now being where you are, like, what did that journey look like? As you mentioned about how God speaks to you, you know, I've always been drawn to beautiful things and things that catch my attention because my personality is I am like energetic. And so if something doesn't catch my attention and keeps my attention, I'm over it. So what drew me with, you know, the salt program was I did it and I felt fully alive, fully myself. And then I felt like I had, I could sleep well at night. So you know how, like when you have those days where you just like, you're, you're just doing all these different things. And you just feel balanced. And then you're like, wow, I feel so full today. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I I couldn't have lived this day any other different. Like, I feel really happy. So I remembered spending days in the salt program, waking up, looking forward to each and every day and just knowing that I was full. And I was like, how do I keep this going on after I do this program? So even after doing the program, it wasn't like, Oh, like I can only find that in religious life. It was more like, this is what is captivating at the moment. Lord, how do I get to something like that in for the rest of my life? Like Mm. what will, you know, fill my heart's content? Like why, you know, this full love, this full joy and this beauty, because I think that was the, I had the grace there. God gave me the grace to see the beauty in the elderly. I fell in love with them. I, and I saw Christ in them. I look back and I was like, you know, I could spend endless hours there uh, just hearing their stories, just hearing how they were so loving, so appreciative 
a foreigner because at that time like they didn't know me but they like they loved me and the sisters when they welcomed me I felt so at home I love that they were so funny and so individual like to Mm. me that was really I because before I have to say that anytime I did see a sister I was like a little I don't know there was like a little part where I was like oh but like who are they? Like, there's a mystery to them. I did find that they were so beautiful, but I was like, oh, but like, not me, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love that they're they're so beautiful, but like, they're just such, you know, there's such a mystery. And um, so I think the part of it that with the program was that they were so approachable, so real, so down to earth. Like I remembered being able to joke around with them and have- And I know like with their ministry that they were busy, but they were fully attentive to us as like missionaries there. Their focus was like, we are here for you and we want you to feel this home. It was the hospitality aspect that I was like, wow, like this is God. Like, you know what I mean? Like their complete presence, like they're being so present to us. So I would say, yeah, the salt program sort of like it captivated me. It sort of drew me in. I found it beautiful. Yeah. In college, I you know, did my own discernment, visited religious orders, did that whole thing and really thought I was like in it to win it until God was like, I don't think right now, which was great. But talking to the vocations director, like you were saying, and, you know, and just talking to real life sisters in the flesh and seeing how they live their lives and all of those things, I just remember was so helpful for me in that journey of discernment. What would you say to a young lady that is thinking about, you know, discerning religious life, what would you kind of say to her? What advice would you have to her? I would say that don't feel alone in your struggles or of whatever you're hesitating um, of like what you're fearful of. Just know that all the sisters that have like entered have had the same fears or like the same struggles and that we're all different like humans we all come from like different backgrounds and that if God is you know calling you don't be afraid to try it out because then you'll know like if this is the real thing but it requires you to take steps like if you're considering religious life talk to someone talk to the vocation director pray set time aside to really be intentional with prayer Like if you're going to consider religious life, you know, when you go to chapel, just be like, Lord, I'm going to be very intentional and just like set these prayers to be, God, are you calling me to this life? Mm. And if you are, remove any obstacles that are keeping me from this call. And once I'm pursuing it, please, you know, keep me there safely. So I would, because, you know, let's be real. When you're trying to do something good, obviously the devil is going to try to keep putting these distractions, you know, making you think that you're crazy for having these thoughts. And so just know that you're not alone because in isolation and keeping all those thoughts to yourself, that's where the devil's going to get you. And so just being, you know, putting things out in the light, because once it's out there, it's gone. You know, if you have a fear of, you know, what if I feel lonely? Well, you know, just know that we're all, you know, here and we're all in the same struggle or What if I'm fearful of never seeing my family? Just know that God will, you know, he wouldn't call you if he didn't know that you would be able to um, make family like a prior, you know, like Mm. part of your community in life. Because in, you know, all those little things, uh, you know, so far as I've entered, 
my family has been part of my journey as well, even though they're so far away. They've sort of been accepting it slowly as I've been accepting it. And just know that you don't have to have it all figured out before you, you know, end up making this call. Because I wouldn't say that I'm like the most catechized, like Catholic knowing, you know, how many books are in the Bible. (laughs) I couldn't quote you on like, you know, Romans or like John, but it was the love of God. And that's all you need, you know, just God will, will take you and he'll teach you. You know, when he called like the apostles, you know, they were ordinary people. They weren't, they didn't have like the highest education. You know, they weren't at the temples, like having their perfect prayers, being the most educated. He'll pull you wherever you are and he'll teach you. And sort of, it's just taking that, the leap of faith, I I would say, and just knowing that he will place people at the right moments and he'll give you the tools whenever they are needed. And so it's just being not only patient with wherever you're, you're being led, but also being patient with yourself. I would say that that was like the one thing that I'm so appreciative now is that God like showed me like, first and foremost, it's like, you are loved exactly as you are. You don't have to change as much, you know, I'll be there for you. I'll, you know, if there are things that you're going to grow in, it'll be because of me, not because you as yourself as like your own ego has to figure it out, out, you know? And so I, I think that that was the biggest consolation I could have received is that I honestly can tell you that I felt fully loved by God, just the way that I was, that really helped me take the next steps of faith where I was like, all right, so it's cool. Like the burden is not on me. You know, the burden is that God will take me and he'll lead me and he'll give me strength when I need it. And he will give me um, whatever spiritual and foods or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? He provides. Sure. He gives you life. Yeah. So I would say definitely talk to, talk to vocation directors. Don't be afraid of the questions. You know what I mean? Like they're there for you. Because <laughs> yeah, you're like, I promise we have heard in them all. Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> That is amazing. And I would encourage anyone listening that is feeling that tug. Definitely sisters coming through with the word. Reach out to your vocations director. If you don't have orders in your town, you could go to your diocesan office. They usually have a director of vocations there and they can point you in the direction of someone that you can talk to and get more questions answered or they can answer them themselves if you are a dude because usually it's a priest. So <laughs> so that is and, awesome. Yeah, I love that because it's like you won't know if you don't, you know, you won't know until you try. Yeah. So like you'll know if those shoes fit if you go to the shoe store and try them on. You can mm. keep on, I mean, technology is amazing and yes, it can get us there, but you can only browse through like Amazon, And like, look for the right pair of shoes, but you won't know until you actually buy them and like put them Mm -hmm. on to see if they'll fit. So that's where I would say it's like, you actually have to, to go to these places to see if you feel like you, you know, they fit. Cause that's the, the beauty of discernment. It's like, it's not, you know, going there and just be like, I'm fully committing now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because it's, it's mutual with the community. The community has to see, Hey, maybe is this going to be a right fit, not only for you, but for us as well? Because it's like a, you know, they're integrating you, you know, you're becoming a part of them and they're, you know, they're taking the opportunity to become part of your life as well. So I would say totally go visit the places. It'll be like an adventure in itself. You know what I mean? And if something doesn't work out, just know that God is going to probably have like other doors open for you. Totally. 
That is awesome, sister. That is awesome. And I so appreciate your advice and just like everything that you are, it seems like God really wants you where you are right now. So that is amazing. So at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest what their hope for the week is. Something that they're hopeful for, something they're looking forward to. If you need time to think about it, I can go first. Otherwise, if you are ready, you can go. How are you feeling? Oh my goodness. You're probably going to think I'm so funny. <laughs> I'm hoping that because I, before this, I prepped some cookies. I'm hoping that my cookies are going to be ready. <laughs> I absolutely like, love that. <laughs> I love that. I was sad because like, I love like baking at the moment where I like sometimes we'll be in prayer and be like, Ooh, like what would be a good combination with this? So I'm hoping that my cookies will turn out fine after this session talking to you. I'm going to go and finish up those little cookies. I absolutely love that. And that is such a legitimate hope. Um, And you're speaking to my heart. Well, my hope for the week, if we're talking about cookies and food, um, there is some apple pie ice cream in my freezer. Girl, I mean, sister, I know. So there is some apple pie ice cream in my freezer that I hid in the back of the freezer so my mom couldn't find it. And I'm pretty sure... And I'm pretty sure it is still there. So my hope is that she didn't find it and that I can eat it and it is there. And I'm going to enjoy that. And I have, you know, been really, really, I've been rewatching like all the Avengers movies and everything, all the superhero content. So I'm going to sit here and watch some superhero content and eat some apple pie ice cream. So that's my hope is that nobody has found it. Although, you know, in at, in, spotlight, in spotlight world, we are all in the spirit of sharing. So don't <laughs> follow my lead, friends. So sister, tell us a little bit about where we can find more information on your order and, you know, just like what you guys are up to and yeah, just like discernment sure. period. Is there anything that you read or that you've come across that you'd like to recommend? So we are having discernment retreats coming up. Like there's one in October. And it's at our mother house. So that's a definitely a good place, you know. And so we also have a website and I could actually send you links. We have a Carmelite Instagram. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, you know, um, I sometimes randomly put things on there. And also, you know, within even like our website, we have all these different things where sometimes we post like little blogs or things like that. But yeah, like I'm totally reachable too, as well. If anyone has like any questions, like I'm, you know, I have permission where people could DM me and I'll try to make, you know, as easy as possible to like respond back. Yeah. So as far as like reading materials, to be honest, I think in our, in our charism, we truly believe that just by sitting in the presence of the Lord in silence is where he can really speak to you. Mm -hmm. So I would say to young girls, go and just spend some quiet time with God. Just let him pour his love into your heart. That's like a big thing that our mother found us. Her name is Venerable Mother Angeline. And we're hoping that she can get like the next miracle. We're waiting for one more miracle for her to become like a saint. So she's definitely a beautiful, beautiful mother founder. She loved her cookies. Um, <laughs> I love that. And I actually would love to share more about like her life, you know, and maybe I'll send you like a little bio on her. She's oh, incredible. absolutely. Yeah. She's incredible. She was actually able to 
form our foundation during the Great Depression. So she was just a pioneer at her time. And she loved her novices. She loved young sisters. So I'm sure that you can pray to her as you discern. And, you know, just know that there's always like saints in the making that um, can uh, be like good prayer companions. Yeah, just remember that we're all praying together, figuring this life journey out. And you know what I mean? That's the beauty about the church is that it's a community. It's a universal, you know, that's our Catholic faith is that we can go to like Australia or like go to like Japan or um, Korea and just, you know, we all get to share the love of Christ together. So yeah, I think that's. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love that. And can you tell us the name? We're going to drop all the links to your order's website and to your social media in our show notes. So y'all make sure to check that out. Can you share the name of your order so we can make sure that we got that good to go? Sure. So we are the Carmelite Sisters for the Aged and Infirm. I love that. I love that. And y'all's charism is to care for the elderly? Yes. All our nursing homes are specific to caring for, you know, the aged and infirm. We take care of them as, you know, the culture within the state. So if you visit our home in like Iowa to our home in, in like Staten Island, they're all going to be different because we, we built it around to how the residents would want to feel at home. We try to build Mm -hmm. the best home-like environment for them because this is probably the hardest time for them as they themselves are entering an age where they have to let go of their homes. They have to, um, face really hard sufferings with like their body that's aging visions that's lost their loved ones that are you know have died and passed away and so we try to make their last years because you know that this is going to be probably the last place they'll be before they pass away we try to make this the the happiest times for them and provide as much comfort that they need so if it's through their daily mass if they were you know, avid like churchgoers to just being present to them in their time of, uh, you know, if they're lonely, we know we just, as you know, um, our mother founder said, we, we clasped the hands of our elderly as if it was Christ himself. So we definitely try to see Christ in them because this is probably, you know, their hardest times in their life. So, yeah, so it's, it's just a beautiful community because they just really have shown me that you could see Christ in in like their sufferings and just, just know that the only thing we could be uh, for them at the moment is just be a present to them, just hold their hands and just let them know and let them be reassured that God will be there when they pass away. I love that. So will we will everyone listening we will be keeping you guys in our prayers and we're so grateful for y'all giving God your yes so he can do miraculous things through your everyday work. And we're so happy that you shared your story of discernment and how you got to where you are. And we will also be praying for you and the success of your cookies. If you pray for the success of my silly <laughs> hiding that apple pie ice cream, um, we're so happy to have you here and grateful that you are on this episode with us, sister. Oh, this was so good. You don't know how much my heart laughed. As oh, conversation thank God. Thank God. Now. Thank you I so much. I hope this isn't our last time to chit chat. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Definitely not. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. God bless.
Thank you guys for listening. And thank you to Sister Dolores for being our guest. For all of our listeners, men and women that are on their journey of discernment, please be assured of our prayers over here on the Spotlight team. We're so grateful to have you as a listener and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. God bless. We're so grateful for our sponsor today, scapulars.com. Steve Karekis and his family have a strong devotion to Our Lady and the brown scapular, but the cheap flimsy scapulars they use kept breaking. And, you know, we've all been there. So with nine kids, the cost was really adding up. So they created high quality scapulars that will last a lifetime. And they're pretty awesome, y'all. So make sure to check them out at scapulars.com. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.